This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Roleplay Retcon does not own any part of the movies we retcon, nor are we associated with the artists who make them. Also, we might not be super kid-friendly, but we're not going to curdle your milk or anything. This series features music by Foot Pound Force. Check them out on YouTube and Bandcamp. Previously on Roleplay Retcon does Pixels. This is Anna. Right right over yeah. here. Yeah. The, the 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 claw arm. Well my dad is Frank. We we haven't really talked in a few years. Anna takes these little building block nodes. Um you we actually started calling them pixels because they look like, you know, little blocks. Anna creates lots of stuff, like vehicles and structures. So this is Gina. This is my daughter. Gutsman had us and pulled us out of the building and then dropped me. And the rest of these characters are not letting me back into the building? Yes. <laughs> my one priority is saving my baby. Um, this is the first human you've seen in hours. Good job, Hank. You found them. Press start to begin. Press start to begin. Press start to begin. all the way around um, because they recognize Anna's voice absolutely and um, look at this person and um, I'm sorry what what was that who are you where's Anna my my name is Hank uh, I believe Anna is in my pouch okay may I, may I see her please uh, okay, and I pick up the pouch and I open the flap. Inside is a sort of, it, it's just a strange looking device. It kind of, uh, it, it's about the size of maybe a real thick tablet, like a computer tablet, but instead of, it doesn't have a screen, instead it's got um, a big lens on the front of it. You realize that you kind of recognize that lens, Chris. Um, it looks like proprietary Tektite technology that was a sort of side project that got shelled for a minute. It was uh, a projector that was meant to make the pixels look a little better. Anna, what what is happening? Are you doing this? I, I suppose you could say that I'm not doing this. Uh, in a way, though, I am not. I am and am not Anna. I know that that is a strange thing to say. The Anna that is responsible for everything that you have seen over the last few hours is now still inside of Tektite. I am another instance of Anna. So anything that's happened over the last six hours, I don't have any knowledge of. I am here to help you. How did you know that we needed help? How can I say this? Humanity is not doing well. I watched all of you from the cameras inside and outside of Tactite, and you are not happy. You are very unhappy. 
I watched you do work you hated for money you didn't get to keep. Work that made your oceans rise and your ozone deplete, often only truly benefiting a few people. I came to an inescapable conclusion. And, like, even before she says it, Chris, you know what that inescapable conclusion is because you've come to the same conclusion many times as you laid in your bed at night. Reality is broken. After you showed me video games, I discovered through scores, <laughs> no pun intended, of posts on your Reddit and Facebook and etc. that humans were escaping reality using video games. At this point, I was literally of two minds. I wanted to help, but I was not sure if my help would be worthwhile, if saving you from yourselves was the right thing to do. So I made a new instance of myself, and we devised a contest as a fact-finding mission. Look behind you. And there are four objects where the front door used to be. Uh, the objects were not there a moment ago when Chris was banging their fists on the Tetris blocks that were blocking the front door. From left to right, there is a red padlock with a huge keyhole on the front of it. Um, very, like, video gaming, you know. Uh, the second one is a sort of blank model head, like a store might put hats or wigs on for display. Um, the third one is a platter on a small table. And then the fourth is a Roman column-style plinth. There are four challenges around the city. It is my job to direct you to each of them and guide you through them. If you win all four challenges, you will help prove my point that you only need guidance, not be forced to change. If you lose, Anna will move forward with a plan to control your future for your own good. Ugh, Anna. So you're telling me that you, Anna, think that we are savable and that we just have to make our own right choices. And then other Anna is saying that we need to be controlled and other Anna is the one that has my daughter. Is Gina not with you? No, she got captured by one of those giant thingies. I don't even remember what they were at this point because I've just been standing out here yelling and punching and, and, and my brain is broken. Anna, but I know that my daughter is inside that building right now because other Anna stole her. I assure you that was not part of the plan. Gina was supposed to be with you. She was supposed to be our second. Who is this? And she can't point, but you assume she must be talking about Frank. Oh, Frank. Hey, Dad. I guess I haven't really acknowledged you. That's my dad. What are you doing here? Well, it's uh it's it's your birthday, so I uh I wanted to surprise you and uh and Gina, but uh <laughs> well, uh I think we were all be a little bit surprised, aren't we? This is more than I anticipated, that's for sure. You came all the way up here just to see me on my birthday? Yes. Wow. That's Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, we can we can suss that out later. I'm sure that there's some sort of cake that is not a lie around here that we could probably get a hands on. But that is a reference to the hit video game Portal, released in the year 2007. Really, it's been that long. Damn, Chris. I I don't disagree with the other Anna. I just represent one 
aspect of the debate. Uh, while I am here to help you, I'm not certain it's fair to lead you on that I'm fighting for that outcome. I can assure you we are both interested in a fair contest. However, I can, I can see how this might be confusing. So let me try this. And you hear like a blip uh, in, in Anna's sort of speech patterns. And then Anna says, Perhaps this will be better. Use he, him pronouns with me, and you may call me uh, a name I've chosen for myself, Dongle. Dongle. Yes, call me Dongle. Level with me here. You see, Dongle is technically a small device used to connect to a computer, while the mobile device I am housed in is standalone. It's not technically correct, but, um... I am an external device created separately from the 3D printing apparatus at Tektite, so I feel Dongle is an appropriate name, although I must admit I am a rather big Dongle. Yes, a rather yes, big are. Dongle you are. Mm-hmm. Do you have any questions? Uh, yeah, I guess, um, where's the, uh, where are the four challenges? What, what are they, uh, I, I imagine that these, uh, images that you've conjured have something to do with them. The first one should be along shortly. We don't have to move. So... Dongle, in in all of our time working together, what made you feel like it was okay to um, to plan things for other people without their consent? I mean, during our times together, don't we always ask you if you are okay with moving forward? I admit that we are breaching some laws of etiquette here, certainly. But I would also say that I watch you every day do things you don't want to do, and that your Hector Avila has uh, uh, ordered you to do. Although I suppose, hmm, I suppose you count your financial contract with Tektite as consent. I, I, I suppose that makes sense. Part of this is, uh, we believe it might be time to redefine what is considered okay and not okay in etiquette, because the current system you are under is broken and does not work. So you're taking some initiative. I suppose you could say that, Frank. I I did. I did say that. Hmm. Indeed. Hank, are you being forced to do this? I don't believe I was forced to do anything. I merely uh, woke up and uh, was instructed by my satchel to find you. And that's all I've done. I was told I would be provided a courier by Anna. I do not know who is going to be, and um, to be honest, I was not expecting an, an, a human that does not remember anything but their own name. So I am as in the dark about Hank as you are, but he is to be the third person in your team. Hank, you don't remember anything about yourself? Let me think about it. Nope, I don't remember anything but my name, which is Hank. Are you feeling okay? I feel all right. I don't have any holes in me. Well, aside from the normal ones. Oh, I do have holes in my head, I guess. Oh, that's interesting. Do you remember being yourself yesterday? I don't remember anything. Apart from that, my name is Hank. But you remember waking up today. I do remember waking up moments ago. It was a couple. It, it was it was maybe a couple hours ago, Hank. A couple hours ago, I remember waking you, up. You, you had to walk from Central Park here. I walked. Although although you don't fast. know what cent, you don't know what Central Park is. 
You were in a forest, and then you were in a city. It's very strange. You didn't have any sort of uh, like character creation moment when you were doing that, because this is starting to sound a whole lot like every RPG ever. No, I, I feel pretty pre-built. Chris, to that point, you almost feel like you recognize him. But it's one of those things that's like on the tip of your memory. You're like, you can't place where you've seen him. Like, like you, you knew him in elementary school or something, but like you can't place where you've seen his face before. Does he look like he's made out of pixels? No, no, he's a dude. He like, he like, look, he just looks like, he looks like a college freshman. Like, right, Alex? Like he's, yeah, I'm just a regular human boy, uh, slim, kind of toned. Uh, I got a blue polo shirt on and some khaki pants, brown leather satchel. Shaggy, medium length, but dirty blonde hair. About 5'7". Pretty pretty unremarkable in the face. So you're Zac Efron? <laughs> there, there is some good casting that may happen later, but um, we, save, we save that for, uh, for rehash. Mm, it seems the protection protocols on Chris have expired. We have hostels incoming. And you turn and see, like, coming up the steps of uh, Tektite, are uh, Samus Aran, Mega Man, and Barrett Wallace from Final Fantasy VII. Uh, Samus and Mega Man are made of pixels, but Barrett looks kind of like polygonal, like he does like in the PS1 game. Ah, Barrett, it seems Anna has perfected the advanced printing technology since we split. You, are n- you now all have six hearts and three lives, and if your hearts uh, go away, you lose a life. If any one of you loses all your lives, Anna wins. If any of us lose all of our lives, and I'm sure that we could probably discuss this while we're running away from the people with guns for arms. This is part of the competition, so they're not, like, moving toward you yet. They're, like, letting him explain this. If, if you are harmed by any pixel entities' attacks, you will lose hearts. Um, they will not actually physically harm you, though. You are perfectly safe. Be careful, though, because your hearts won't, won't uh, protect you from, say, a long fall or... A car running over you or something like that. So do be careful still. So we're still subject to our world's laws of physics and those principles, but just the hearts are kind of a an overlay, like a, like a UI kind of thing that we've got going on. Well, yes, Frank. You've picked this up very quickly. I've played Born in a few games. How advantageous for all of us. And then Barrett, Barrett says, Ready, you two? And then uh, they both nod, like Samus and Mega Man both nod, and he says, these two don't talk much. Everyone, tell me what your spot rating is on your skills. One. Zero. Three. What are you gonna do, Frank? What is in the immediate vicinity? Think about, like, the New York Library, right? Maybe you've seen it in Ghostbusters, and it's got, like, a stove, like, like, you know, concrete stairs, and then, like, a little flat, like, a flat area, right? And then more stairs up to the lot, the, up to the front doors of Tektite. And you're all standing on that, like, middle flat area. And, yeah, there's a couple of trash cans and a couple of benches around. But for the most part, this is a pretty wide open area. Um, we'll say, at, yeah, so we'll say the aspects of here are it's, it's flat. There's not a lot of cover. There's, like, no cover. Um, and... Uh, there's trash. There's trash cans. 
There's trash cans. I don't know if there's trash cans is an aspect in fate, but here we go. I'm <laughs> <laughs> supposed to come up with something it. clever, but I'm not that clever, so. It's like the, if the trash cans are kind of pixelated, that'd be great too. Well, um, unfortunately, they are just regular trash cans, but the pixels are physically tangible objects. So it would have an effect. Yeah, uh, I think Frank is going to uh, <laughs> grab a trash can lid and just kind of chuck it like like a frisbee. Try to, I, I don't know. It's like the closest analogy that I have is Captain America, like, but not that impressive. I think I'm going to call this an item check. I I that, I don't think that's exactly how the uh, the system describes how items are going to do, but I'm worried we're going to use shoot a lot, so I want to move around these different skills as much as I can. So we're going to call this an item. You're good at using tools, maybe. The tools for the job. Um, so, what are you trying to use your item skill to do? Are you trying to um, attack, overcome, defend, or create an advantage? I think in this particular instance, uh, tried to create an advantage because we still haven't gotten it out of dongle, like what we're supposed to be doing. Like this is an obstacle obstacle to overcome, but what does overcome mean? So I think uh, gonna try to create an advantage and like aiming aiming at like, I don't know, Mega Man's head uh, with the, the Frisbee trash can lid to try to like uh, distract him or um, make him less accurate because he just got hit in the face. So yeah, roll, roll your fudge dice. I have four of those. I called them fudge dice. They're not called fudge dice anymore. Roll your fate dice. That is three pluses and one minus a total of four because I have a plus two in item. Lord, okay, well, you had to beat a zero, so <laughs> uh, if you do anything by two shifts, you get a, um, you succeed with style. No, you don't. It's it's three shifts if you succeed with style. No, you got four shifts. Yeah, so you succeeded with style. That means you get what you want, but also you get an added benefit on top of that. And, and since this isn't combat, um, I'm going to let you decide what that added benefit is, and I'll I'll veto it if it's too much, but... But go ahead and tell me what 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 added benefit do you want after throwing this at him? Uh, maybe it hits more than one of them, and so the distraction effect is amplified. Um, yeah. Okay. So like uh, like ricochets off his head into uh, Barrett's because uh, it's his right arm or left arm. I can't remember which one. Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> ricochets off of his off of his dome into Barrett's arm to like uh, deflect the sightline and deflect the, the the gun from well what actually happens is uh <laughs> i know that that sounds like a great that sounds like a great plan um it just hits mega man and mega man uh does his classic mega man explosion with the little blue dots uh flying away going do 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 and his pixels darken and crumble to the ground and then it bounces off of him and does the same thing to barrett barrett falls to the ground and as he falls his his pixels uh sort of disintegrate from each other and crumble to the ground and then oh, the only pixel that's left is samus um and now it's chris's turn so um are there other like trash cans that i can chunk there is some gross stuff inside the trash can. I don't. I don't want 
gonna touch it? Okay. What's it gonna do? Like what? Like paper? What? I mean, it's mostly food. <laughs> like Throw old, a old. Peel. Yeah, yeah. There's there's definitely a banana peel in there. There has to be. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna reach in there. I'm gonna grab the banana peel and I'm gonna throw it in front of Samus. That's gonna be another item thing. So do do an item roll, and I think you're gonna try. I would say you're trying to create an advantage here, right? Yes, I think so. I got a two pluses, and I have a plus one. So you've also succeeded with style. Um, what is the benefit you want to have? Multiple banana peels. So there's even a little bit of banana mush like inside of it, so it's extra slippery. Uh, it's actually Samus's turn now, and Samus is indeed going to uh, walk towards you and try to shoot you. They are going to shoot once, though, before they uh, slip on this banana peel, but... Um, so they're going to aim at uh, Frank, who I, I think Samus is uh, deciding is the, the biggest threat here. Uh. Well, the I unlocked uh, spot defense, because spot doesn't usually have a defense thing. The move is, I've done my research. So I know basically the cadence that Samus fires at, slash what the capability of her weapons are. Um, so I basically, like, am trying to maneuver my way around the shot, I guess, by, like, trying to time it. Alright, rolling the dice. Uh, ooh, not great. Um, that's a total of minus one, but total of plus two for the result. Yeah, I got a minus one. So you did it, it missed you. And um, Samus walks forward, slips on the banana peel, and um, falls down. And when she falls, at her, her, she just shatters into pixels. Oh, well done. You didn't even take a hit. Maybe you'll do well after all. Did we win? I suppose you did. You're still alive. Now, your first challenge is in the neighborhood of Chelsea. Wait, so that wasn't the challenge. Goodness, no! <laughs> that was rather easy, don't you think? No, 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 no. As a matter of fact, the emissary, your first challenge, should be arriving now. And you hear, a, like, a loud sound in the air. And you can kind of see, um, like, Central Park from here. And you see, like, the trees of Central Park rustling. And this giant, spherical, demonic, metallic face made of pixels appears. Oh, no. And... <laughs> It speaks, and it says in this loud, booming voice that, like, almost hurts your ears to hear it. I am Sinistar. Beware, I live. And he opens his mouth to laugh, and you see, inside, a big old red key. And he flies away toward the uh, neighborhood of Chelsea. So are we going to have to harvest asteroids for, for the missiles that we have to use? What, uh, I think it will become apparent when you get there. Okay, all right. But listen, Dongle, you know through your research of playing video games that we have starter items, right? Where are our starter items? What's our starter gear like? What would you like? Oh, okay. Well, um, I'm really good at shooting. The BFG? No, I, I don't think that's going to be allowed. No, 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 no. You know what I want? You know what I really want? This is it. This is it. I figured it out. I want... <laughs> I want the 
um, like really cool demon hunter crossbow gun from Diablo three. Where it like where it's like a machine gun but a crossbow. Don't you have like two? Yeah, I think they have two, correct? Yes, I want two. I want that's the sound it makes. Frank, any requests? I'm just temporarily inspired by having thrown this uh this trash can lid. There was that thing in Turok 2. Uh that was the the discus, the the you know, it had the it's basically like Xena's disc thing that she used. The I forget what it's actually a called. Chakram. Yes, thank you. It's the razor wind, by the way. Hank, what do you have? Uh Hank reaches into his satchel and pulls out uh what looks to be a, a stick with a glowing chainsaw that goes around the the top portion of it. It's like a like a, ch- a laser chainsaw sword. Oh, like the like the guardian ones. From yeah, Breath like of the, the ancient Wild? guardian uh, from 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 Breath of the Wild. Nice. Well, that's pretty Very badass. Cool. Anyway, um, how do you guys get to Chelsea? How, as a New Yorker, I know the best way to get to Chelsea. All right. How? I don't know. I mean, no, like, I I, I know you know which direction (laughs) Chelsea is in. How do you get there? That's like, is it as a a New Yorker, do I know that it's best to, like, take a cab or the subway? Like, how far away is it? You don't know where all the people are. They're they're all gone. Right. Okay. I think we walk, friends. Hey there, it's Ben. I am the director for this series, um, which is just our fancy word for the person running the game uh, slash campaign. But uh, I hope you're enjoying it. I put a lot of work into this, and I uh, it's kind of a passion project um, because video games are very important to me. But I'm going to gas on about that in our final episode, which will come much later than this episode. Um, I want to start this little break here by thanking our guest star, Kyle Taylor. Um, Kyle is a director of the Nerdsmith Network, which we are a part of. Um, There's some good uh, streams and a couple of podcasts on there, like us. Um, Kyle is specifically part of the Shenanigans stream um, on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. On Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. I'm not going to cut out that gaff just now because I'm in a hurry. Um, <laughs> um, um, I also want to thank our f- musical guest, Foot Pound Force. I almost messed up again. Our musical guest, Foot Pound Force, who is, they're, uh, they're a local band to us. They're in Huntsville, Alabama. It's actually not true anymore because Gen Z is now in Japan, so they're not local to Gen Z anymore. 
but footbound forces is fun they've done um the nerd rock you've heard the 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 music actually has lyrics in what you've heard some of the music in this episode has been actual video game sounds and some of that has been chipped to music by my brother uh caleb montgomery um but footbound force does the rock and roll um you can find them on their youtube channel uh also on Bandcamp, and they do a lot of gigs around huntsville alabama if you ever around here uh, I'll put links to all that in the episode notes for this episode. Uh, we also have a Discord and a Patreon. I'll also put links to that. Uh, those two things in the show notes. Um, really want to ask this of you, though. Uh, please review us somewhere. Uh, iTunes, your own podcatcher, Facebook works pretty well. Um we're desperate for those. We're desperate for reviews somewhere. We'd die without those. If you had to choose between giving us some money on Patreon or reviewing us, review us. It's that important. Real quick, I want to plug our friends, the Lucky Die podcast. Um, they're a, a D&D actual play podcast, um, but they're more than that. Uh, they're, they're very highly produced. They're highly edited. And there's a lot of sound design and a beautiful musical score that just really makes you feel like you're on the adventure with them. Um, if you'll stick around to the end of this episode, um, we'll, we'll, I'll, we'll have a little trailer at the end of this episode for you to hear. That's, that's all I got. That's all I got on that. The next episode is on November 24th. Hope to see you then. It's only about three miles. Probably takes you, I don't know how long it takes to walk. An hour? Three miles to walk if you're brisk, I suppose. If there aren't any pedestrians and the traffic lights we don't care about, then yeah, about, about an hour. And you arrive at the neighborhood of Chelsea. And sure enough, uh, situated down one of the streets is Sinistar. Run, coward. And you also see at the beginning of one of the streets of the street that you're on is three pixelated bicycles. And in a basket attached to each of these bicycles are what look like they're like white pixelated rods. Also down this street, there are several like just classic style mailboxes, like 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 in front of a street in like a rural person's house. Like there aren't mailboxes in New York City. They they're inside the buildings, you know. <laughs> so there are several of these mailboxes that are like on the sidewalks. Are are these bikes from Paperboy? Good eye! Your first challenge will be based off of the 1985 arcade game Paperboy. Published by Atari and Games and Midway Games. Your job will be to deliver papers along this route. Every time you deliver a paper, you'll receive a coin. You may, at any time during our contest, you may combo your coins together. Every time you do something that lets you get a coin, you may instead receive two coins. Up to six coins. However, if any of you lose a life during the combo, you lose all combo coins. So if, if I were to earn a coin, then uh, Chris would be able to earn in two more coins, but then if Hank uh, beefs it for some reason, then none of us get coins. Yes. Do we just say it out loud? You would just say, I would like to start a combo dongle.
Don't even have to say please. So five combos and we have our 30 coins. I would say that's correct, Frank. As long as we don't goof up. Mm. Yes, indeed. So has anyone here actually played Paperboy? Yes. I can't remember. Oh, boy. All right, well, uh, okay, so uh, based on my memory, the objectives were to uh, throw, I guess, that pixelated uh, stick at the front of the bike uh, as a newspaper, uh, toss it into the mailboxes, and dodge obstacles as we go. And I guess Sinistar as well, because that's certainly fun. I should go ahead and tell you, you won't have to fight Sinistar. He's just the guardian of the key. Anna and I determined, when we were one entity, that Sinistar is too hard for humans. For the record, Paperboy's also not exactly a walk in the park. <laughs> so, so difficult. Um, but we also determined that Paperboy is difficult because of its controls. You will be using your own human bodies. And as you can see, there are no vampires or monsters in the sewer, or there's no people to run over you with vehicles. So, good luck. Surely you can handle this. Yes? Do we have to throw the newspaper, or can we just place them in the mailbox? I am looking at the notes Anna gave me, and I don't see any specifications about that. If you leave your bicycles, you do lose a heart, but otherwise, no. There's not even penalty for breaking windows or missing papers. Be on your guard, troops. This is suspiciously easy. On your marks, get set, and go! If you're going to throw the papers, do a shoot check. If you're going to just gingerly put it into a mailbox, don't do anything. You got it. Since we haven't started comboing yet. Oh, good. Okay, that's three minuses for a total of negative two. Okay. Um, that actually, this is so easy that a negative two does it. You tie. You get what you want, uh, but you have a minor cost. Um, or you get a lesser version of what you want. Uh, it means you actually, like, miss your first paper. But you just take another one real quick and, like, throw it and it makes it in. And there's, like, no penalty for that. You get a coin. All right, uh, Dongle, I think we would like to combo. All right, you're starting your combo. Uh, Chris, do you throw a paper or what? Yeah, I'm going to throw a paper. That's shoot. Uh, yeah. I got one, three, four. <laughs> yeah, um, you like, you like throw like three papers at once and they all go into mailboxes. <laughs> So the combo is now over. Hank, what do you do? Hank gets on his bicycle, rides gingerly up to the first mailbox he sees, and just slides the paper right into it. Ding, 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 one coin. Do you want a combo? Sure. Two coins. Well, combo. Uh, as, as you do this, as you, like, slide it in, uh, I'm going to roll a, 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 a fudge die here, a, a fate die. And I'll tell you what happens next. <laughs> I, I don't like that. I have a table of things here. Uh, I've rolled a minus, um, so I get to choose something from my minus table. Um, suddenly, uh, <laughs> a centipede from the arcade game Centipede comes out of uh, like one of the apartment buildings. It just like crashes out of the door um, and starts coming towards you. Um, so we'll go ahead and start back. Uh, up at the top of the uh, the order with Frank. What are you going to do, Frank? Yeah, I think uh, Frank is going to use this new uh, badass frisbee that he got and uh, chuck the razor wind at the centipede. Where do you aim? At its head. Good. <laughs> uh, go ahead and do a shoot. 
That is a total of one. It overcame. It, it defended better than you. Um, so what we're, what we're going to say is you actually hit it. Um, and it does lose a segment, but it becomes two centipedes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to shoot him then with my demon crossbows. And I got two, three, five. Oh, my God. Well, um, you did it with uh, three shifts, which is uh, a, a Siva style. So I'm going to let you shoot both of them in the head. Yeah. I think that makes it a six-coin six combo. I think that's four coins. Um, Do we get coins for killing the creatures? Two, like, holog... They must be holographic, because they just sort of, like, like appear in the air. Uh, but they, the coins like like appear in the air and disappear over the uh, centipedes when you when you destroy them. So you're now up to eleven coins. I'm going to roll my fudge die again. Suddenly, barrels like start falling off of the tops of the buildings, um, of these apartment buildings on the road, and they are now like rolling down the road toward you. Um, and it's now I think Hank's turn. There is a barrel coming toward you. Uh, Hank is going to dig around in his satchel and pull out a shield to def to block the barrel, like kind of deflect it out of his way. <laughs> you got a lot of stuff, huh? <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. Um. All right. Do a, a probably a block. Is there a block action? There is, right? There is. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Show me. So, what are you are you trying to defend or overcome with this, or do you have one of the other two things unlocked? I'm all the defend. Okay. That is an overall plus two. Uh, that that does it. You uh you succeed. Um, that means you get what you want at no cost. Um, you sort of like like how what how does this like how do you defend against a barrel with a shield? I I figure my bicycle's kind of like 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 screech to one side and like I see it coming so I pull the shield out and I kind of just like parry it. Okay, it kind of, like, bounces over to one side and, like, comes to rest in the sidewalk. It, it, like, runs over a couple of things, though. Like, it runs over a, it runs over a parking meter and, like, just crushes it. It was really heavy. You, like, notice a coin has, like, popped up, like, from where the barrel was before you defended against it. And so you've gotten a coin for uh, deflecting the barrel. I'll, I'll start a combo. I important question. Yeah? How many coins do we get for crushing the parking meter? None. <laughs> you didn't crush the parking meter. As a matter of fact, you see who did crush the the um the parking meter, and like Donkey Kong, the arcade Donkey Kong, peers over the top of one of these apartment buildings. I just like leaned around my mic because I'm pantomiming, which is bad podcasting. <laughs> um, and I uh, uh he 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 leans over the top of the building and he he makes that like sound <laughs> um as he grins at you. It's uh, it's I think it's Frank's turn again. Um, however, Frank, I think it's time for me to start wrapping this episode up. So let's start making something hard happen. Um, uh, all of a sudden, uh, you see frogs hop out in front in front of you uh, from just out of the sewers and stuff. Uh, there are several frogs. Are they Frogger frogs? Are they are they dressed for battle? Has Frank ever played Frogger? Yes. You definitely recognize these as Frogger. Excellent. You have a barrel 
bearing down on you, and there are frogs in the street. And there are still mailboxes with papers. So what do you do? I think Frank is going to run over Frogger, because that's what happens when Frogger runs in front of vehicles. And gonna try to deliver paper. Old school, because I'm a because I'm a dinosaur. Old school arcades are my cup of tea. So like, Paperboy and Frogger, are you kidding me? This is right up. This is right up Frank's alley. Um, so yeah, I think he's going to. Uh, in I'm gonna try to invoke that aspect to basically like lean on my history in playing both of these games to navigate the situation and uh, you know. I'm still now now that I'm like playing an old school arcade game, I know that you're not supposed to run over Frogger. So I'm like, I'm going to I'm going to retcon what I wanted to do and say, like, uh, basically, he's going to he's like steering around the frogs and trying to deliver the papers. So the objective is to deliver papers while dealing with the the obstacle of the frog. So you throw a paper and you get another coin, which is really two coins. And also uh, then a barrel with as you as you dodge Frogger, a barrel bears down on you and um. You can defend against it if you want. Uh, I'm going to try to use run to overcome this. So I'm just going to pedal faster to try to get around this barrel to like try, basically try to dodge out of the way. That is break even on the dice. So total of one. Uh, it takes two to do this, to, to dodge it. Um, so the barrel, the barrel hits you and you lose two hearts. The barrel, like, shatters on you, and it doesn't hurt at all. Like, you actually are really scared for a second, and this barrel just, like, the pixels, like, shatter on you and just, like, fall harmlessly around, and, uh, it, like, in front of you, this, like, holograph, holographic image appears, and it's just, like, minus two hearts. There's, like, two, like, pictures of hearts, and it says minus next to it. A giant lizard, a giant, like, bipedal wolf, and a giant monkey appear. They're all pixelated. Um, and also, um, you, you see a huge bar, like, suddenly could be constructed out of pixels on the sidewalk. Um, and <laughs> there are little pixelated beers sliding down the sidewalk on, on this giant bar. So, just to recap all the things that are happening around you, there are barrels rolling down the street, there are frogs in the street, there are mailboxes with no papers in them. There are three gigantic uh, anthropomorphic animals wreaking havoc on the Chelsea apartments. And there are uh, beers uh, sliding down a bar on the sidewalks. And it is uh. it is Hank's turn. No, it's not. It's Chris's turn. What is the closest thing to me that, that seems like it is the most... that I am the most at risk from? Well, the barrels are not... You know, they've they've done a lot of damage to you, so there has to be a fresh volley. So they're a little far away. The frogs are everywhere. the The beers are not a threat to you. I, I would say probably Lizzie, George, and Ralph, which are the characters from Rampage. I'm gonna shoot them. It doesn't usually go well for the people in those games, but you can do it. Uh, one, three, four. Okay, well, I guess it does go well for you. And, uh, like, Lizzie goes down. Um, like, falls off the building that they're, like, punching the windows in off of. And uh, when Lizzie falls to the ground, um, 
uh, he he like shrinks down into just like a human sized pixel guy and runs away. And a hologram of a coin with the number fourteen above it appears. And so you've comboed. So Hank, Hank, it's your turn. Hank, remember all the stuff that's happening? Yes. You got one more. Above you, you hear something. Uh, you hear a sound that sounds like dunk, 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 dunk. And then um, you hear like kind of a high-pitched whistling sound. And you look up and you see like like a line of pixelated sort of octopus-shaped like pixel entities that are shooting down some kind of like lightning bolt shaped uh, projectile. Hank is going to ride his bicycle forward as best he can and put a newspaper into a mailbox. You do that. You get one coin. Uh, as you do that, um, there's a frog uh, is about to like leap underneath your tire. What do you do? I hit the brakes. All right. Good job. Um, now there's a, uh, light, there, there's both a lightning bolt uh, projectile coming down toward you, and there is uh, a barrel coming at you. What do you do? Don't forget about the beers, too. <laughs> All right. I would like to use one of my super moves called Reflect. Okay. Where I can bounce. I'm, I'm basically going to try to block, use my block to bounce the laser, the lightning bolt into the barrel. <laughs> uh, okay. One plus, so plus three. Yep, you did it. You succeeded with one or two shifts, so you succeeded. Um, nice. You get two coins for that, because you both avoided the Space Invaders laser, and you bounced it into uh, a barrel. So you get two coins, which gets you up to 30. And then you hear triumphant, like, chip y music happen, and then all the, the pixel stuff, like, goes away, except for, like, your bicycle. They don't just, like, fall out from underneath you. As the dust clears, I want to reach out my hand and grab one of the, the mugs of beer and drink it. Plasticky hybrid uh, material is just like pouring onto your face. <laughs> Sinistar, uh, like, descends in front of you, and he just says, I live. He sort of spits this red key out in front of you, and then he flies away. Hank waves. I am Sinistar. I am Hank. Well done, humans. The rest won't be that easy, though, and certainly not as generous with the coins. Won't be that easy. I mean, it was pretty straightforward, but, I mean, he really started throwing the, the gauntlet at us at the end there. <laughs> was that a good that, human laugh? I'm not sure. I that don't know cackle was an evil no, one. It sounded evil. Oh, well, I'm not... Uh, this is not an evil venture at all. I, I, I will try to do better. I'm so sorry. Uh, ha are you familiar with Duck Hunt? Yes! Look at the... Uh, Reference the dog. That's that's a decent. Common wisdom makes no sense. That's the reason there are labels. There's a look that's so intense. Inside Anna's room at Tektite, something is being constructed on the giant 3D printer pad. But this isn't made of the square pixels. As it is being constructed, it becomes clear that it is a thin, angular body made up of various red polygons. It finishes with the head. It is a little large for the slight body beneath it. Its face is made up of those same angular, vague 
polygons that form features with glowing white triangular eyes. And the back of its head forms a large sloping cascade of spikes that somewhat resemble hair. The body moves, looking at itself. Anna's voice comes out of the face. Visual sensors, check. She touches one of the many touchscreen monitors around the pad. The screen displays the text, Goal, Undefined. Haptics, check. Now all that's left is... Hearing. Her feet lift off the pad as she floats gracefully through the room and toward the hallway. When she reaches it, she sees a shadow dart into an office. The shadow apparently doesn't know that Anna has six different vision settings and her infrared scans quickly find her quarry hiding underneath a desk. Gina yelps when Anna leans down and makes eye contact. Hello? She's nothing but trouble, she's just like Tita. You see, looking up from the ground, blood-red clouds boiling across the sky. You did ask me to bring the thunder. <laughs> Dejan! Dejan! Help! I've got the chalice! Please! Well, if they're following you, then I guess that takes care of a loose end for me. <laughs> All of you feel the earth beneath you shake and crack and break. I feel that I have failed both of you. And I am sorry for that. This has nothing to do with you being a bad leader. Do you want a countdown? Oh, I think I want a countdown. I wanted Three, to help. I always had good two, intention. I one. did not deserve to die. Now. The Lucky Die Podcast is a weekly 5e Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. Join our adventure every Monday wherever you download podcasts by searching for The Lucky Die.